So, let's talk about supporting independent media. For only $1 a month, you can help finance the Elisa the Yarnista podcast at patreon.com slash Elisa the Yarnista. That's only 25 cents per show. Go now to patreon.com slash Elisa the Yarnista. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash Elisa the Yarnista and sign up for $1 a month, $5 a month, $15 a month, or whatever you can afford. If you sign up for $5 or more, you'll get special Patreon-only content like our pre- and post-shows, behind-the-scenes looks, and special unused footage. And if we reach our $100 per month goal, we'll schedule a monthly live online hangout for all of our patrons. That's patreon.com slash Lisa the Yarnista. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the well-rested Elisa the Yarnista podcast, episode number 106106. My name is Mike. By my side, as always, is Elisa the Yarnista herself. How are you doing, Elisa? I'm good. I could go back to the woods. I wouldn't mind going back to the woods. We'll talk in depth about our adventure in the woods coming up in a little bit here, but... It's been a week of us texting back and forth, like, I could go back to the woods. Yeah. Well, I would like to go back to the woods. The longest short week ever. My work week, it was only three days, but man, things exploded and went dumb. And so it was a long three days at work. And I'm like, I just want to go back to the cabin in the woods. Where there's no internet and no emails and no cell services. Well, and I had a shorter week, too, but I was so confused on what day it was the whole entire week. Oh, yeah, because it started, started off. Yeah, I started off on Wednesday, so I was confused because I started at noon, and then I was there late, and... Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, it was a weird... It was a very weird week. I kept thinking today was Friday. So I was thinking, oh, I need to tell Mike to take some food for lunch, get some stuff out of the fridge, but you didn't go to work. Nope, not today. Listen, thanks everybody for joining us here. This is normally where I'll talk about Amazon. So go go to com, click on Amazon. We might make a couple pennies there. But what I really want to mention is for those of you that are in the Beaver Dam area, because this is coming up on October 3rd, Tuesday, October 3rd, uh, I am doing Four Extra Life at Benvenuto's Italian Grill here in Beaver Dam. Uh, on that day, as long as you mention uh, the the thing that's going on, the Extra Life charity thing, 20% of your meal will go to uh, the Children's Hospital of Wisconsin by way of my Extra Life uh, fundraising efforts for charity stuff. So if you are in Beaver Dam or you know people who are or whatever your ability to get there, go for lunch, get delivery, go get takeout. If you if you know the boss, talk your boss into bringing food in for work and putting it all on Extra Life because 20% of that goes toward toward Children's Hospital Wisconsin through Extra Life. And I'll talk more about that in October, uh, uh, but coming up October 3rd, Tuesday, October 3rd. So no, not everybody listens to every single episode, and that is 100% okay, because I figure if you don't listen right away next week, you don't listen until after Tuesday, you're going to miss it. And you should feel awful, because <sighs> you missed it. You know, no. Maybe don't feel awful. Then you can just donate 20% of whatever it was you were going to eat directly to to my fundraising efforts. But so again, Extra Life is a uh, charity that raises money for Children's Miracle Network hospitals all throughout the country. I think last year we raised a little bit over $9 million. Not me personally. Didn't raise, I wish I raised $9 million, 
You would be a very good fundraiser. I'd be then. very, uh, very popular if that happened. But I, I this will be my second year doing this, and this will be something new for me as far as organizing and doing this uh, this dine out thing. So I think it's a pretty cool thing the restaurant does that Benvenuto's does. Um, it's it's a I guess you're gonna go there and eat anyway. So go go buy some food, buy some drinks, and help out the kids. Is it twenty percent of your entire ticket? I believe yep, twenty percent of okay. of your entire meal. So get a lot of food. Um, if you'd like to participate with us here in the program or on the program, you can send an email podcast at alisatheyarnista.com. And uh, if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, ideas, things you want us to talk about, things you don't want us to talk about, you can uh, go ahead and uh, you can go ahead and send us an email podcast at alisatheyarnista.com. Oh, that's me. This is you. Let's talk about all the things you've been working on. you got two weeks, two weeks worth of projects to talk about. Well, I, 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 well, I'll start with one thing that's almost done. Like, I don't have, I, I'm going to consider this a, a, a finished. But if it's not finished, can you I'm, technically, legally, can you consider it finished? I, it's my knitting. I can make up the rules. All right. So this is my, um, if everyone remembers a few weeks ago, I had started my sweat, my Coco Knits, uh, sweater workshop book sweater. And I believe that this is Emma and, um, in Brooklyn Tweed, uh, Corey. So it's like 13 stitches over four inches. So it's, it's, it's a super fast knit, but I finished this. Um, I got the second sleeve done yesterday with the ribbing and I started weaving in ends and then I had to, you know, open knitting was over and I had to go back to work. Uh, so, um, I still have a few ends to weave in and then I just have to, like, I think I literally have four ends to weave in and then I have to, um, graph the underarms. And then it gets washed and blocked, and it will be at the Man's store done. as a sample. So it was a really fun knit. I love the Cocoa Knits method. It's really fun. So um, that will be done. And this was the one that we were talking about, um, the sweater that I that we were talking about, that the color is just not what I would normally pick. But I yeah. would, I think I would actually wear it. It sh- would show a well, lot of It's not of like super bright and hair. crazy neon fluorescent color. It's still a, a fairly no. muted. I mean, that's still a co- color you could potentially find in nature somewhere, right? So that's not, I don't think that's completely out of the norm for you. No. I wouldn't say so. It's it's a good, it's, it's definitely, I don't usually go toward like reds and that type of thing. So this one is a little bit different for me, but I think it's really pretty. So that is going to get washed and uh, blocked hopefully tomorrow. So that will be at the store on Tuesday for in just in time for the first class for the sweater workshop. Um, the, well, leading off of that, because I'm going to knit myself a cocoa knit sweater, I am going to knit, I can't remember what it's called. It's another one that has a girl's name. One of the other ones in there. Julie? It's a worsted weight, um, pullover. Patricia? that has um you can either do elbow patches that are a contrast color or you can do elbow patches that are just garter so it's all stockinette mm. and then you have like this little like elbow detail on it is it called molly it might be called molly that's a girl name yeah it might be molly um but i am going to use um shepherd's wool and i believe this is called roasted pumpkin it's just pumpkin maybe it's roasted pumpkin 
It looks like roasted pumpkin. The color, like if you took a pumpkin and roasted it. Is it is roasted pumpkin. There you go. My, uh, my uh, system does not allow me. It, I have character limits, so I just put pumpkin on my tag, but the one from Debit Stonehenge says roasted pumpkin. So I'm using uh, Stonehenge uh, shepherd's wool um, in this kind of like rusty color. And I'm, my hope is that maybe I'll have it done in time for Kraut Day. Because cool. last year I had a new sweater for Kraut Day. So I think that's going to be like, like everybody has like the people that go to Rhinebeck, they have a Rhinebeck sweater. So I think I might just start doing like a Kraut Day Kraut sweater. Day. So yeah. And I have more shepherd's wool coming. So I, it, they, they took my monies. So it should be at the store sometime this week. Cool. Um, and then I'll get it. I'm hoping to get it on the website this week too, because once we have more in stock, we're kind of low on a bunch of it. So. But yeah, I have plenty of roasted pumpkin in stock though, if anybody wants that. So I think it's going to be pretty. It's a little bit different color for me, um, but it's, it's still like brown. Yeah. So it'll look nice with my moccasins. It's actually almost the exact same color as your mm-hmm. moccasins. Yeah. So um, so there's that. And I made some more progress on my What the Fade. Um, I'm on... I'm still only on the second clue. Um, How far is it now? What four? Probably four because yeah, the last week of September, right? So it's yeah. Yeah, I took it with us. Well, I might. I was hoping to get all completely caught up when I'm. I'm almost ready to start clue three. I was hoping to get all caught up when we were at the cabin this last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem I ran into was. Um, I wanted to be able to watch because uh, Andrea has really good videos that go along with the pattern. So I wanted to be able to watch those for um, what to do with because there's one point where you're melting the new colors in. So you have like four balls of yarn. So I wanted to watch her video on how to manage the four balls of yarn. Oh, yeah. And that really wasn't going to happen in no. the cabin. I couldn't even, you know, check the weather. So right. I was pretty sure that streaming a video on YouTube was not going to happen. Probably not going to work so well now. Yeah. So I didn't work on it there. Um, yeah, I had grand plans. I thought, oh, I'm going to finish my, get my what the fade all caught up. I'm going to start working on my find your fade again. And I'm going to come back with everything knitted. Um, but I decided I wanted to work on something else while we were there. Um so yeah, I'm hope I'm hoping to get the my what the fade caught up this week. Somebody came in the other day with their uh their their pro their work in progress. Yeah. And they said something about the mystery knit along and fade, and I'm just like, no, I don't want to see it. I don't want to <laughs> see it. I'm so far behind. But she's further behind than me. So holy cow. Yeah. Um my big knitting project that I decided to cast on this weekend. Cause I literally I cast it on what was it? It was Saturday on the way up, wasn't it? Yeah, or it was, was Saturday it just... on the way up. Yeah. And then I worked on it while we were there um, and in the car. And I'm, this will be done this weekend too. So hopefully I'll have two, which is good because I haven't had anything like finished for like done, a while. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is Hudson by Shannon Cook. And of course, my color selection is a. Uh, for this beautiful textured and stripey shawl, straight is, out of a black and white movie. It is. Uh, it, they're they're very adventurous colors for me. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's a super fun knit. Like I got, I think halfway through the color work portion of it on the or the the stripey section on the top on the way up in the car, 
And then I finished the color and I think, was I working on? Yeah, I finished. I wanted to finish the color before we went out to the campfire. So I finished up the, um, the, the eyelet section out by the fire. And then I think I worked on the garter on the way back. I worked, no, I worked on the, some of the, the eyelet section and the garter on the way back. And then I've been working on the edging. I just worked on it one morning when I woke up. So I just have, I just have the edging left. So, and then it'll block out much bigger. That garter, the, the eyelet section just really pulls in. So, yeah. but yeah, it was such a fun knit that I have, um, I have yarn set aside for, um, another one for a shop sample. Oh, so more colorful this time. Yeah. Most for the store. <laughs> sure. So, but although what I found is surprisingly is the neutrals sell really well at the store too. Yeah. So I have a gray sweater that I knit that I thought, oh, it's not going to do anything. And today again, somebody's like, I love this. I want to knit it. So yeah, but yeah, it's a really fun knit. So many people have knit it and I finally, I mean, I think the book that's from, uh, uh, Jane and Shannon's book within that came out almost a year ago. So, um, yeah, I've wanted to knit it for a long time, but yeah, it's really fun. And it was, it was much faster than I thought it was going to be. So you got some ends to work with there yet, huh? Huh? Were those ends that are poking out or is that just yarn in use? Um, I have two ends that I need to weave in. That's it. Cause I wove it before I got going on. Where were we? Before I started working on the edging or the striping, I think, oh, no, before I started working on the eyelet section, I wove in all my ends yeah. from the color work or the stripes up top. So so that's what I got going on the needles. Oh, I have a couple knittle. I have the new knit along projects on the needles, but I can't talk about those. For your knit along? The store. Store knit along. Yeah. So. So when is that going to happen? Oh, I suppose winter, huh? Is that when they're done? No, it's for the fall knit along. Oh, okay. Summer one's done. So as soon as they're done being knit, which will be when? Got to set set a deadline. Otherwise, you're not going to meet it. What's your What's your goal? What's your deadline? By December. December? Holy cow! Yeah, that. As soon as they're done. So basically, you have the same goal for that as you have for your opal socks. It'll, they'll be done. I'm hoping. I'm hoping the next couple of weeks. Cool. So. When are you making that announcement then? When it's done. That's kind of a catch-22 circular logic going on there. Well, <laughs> I'll announce it when it's done, when they're when they're done. So, yeah, it just kind of depends on how much time I have, like this weekend, this weekend and next weekend. So, cool. we'll see. So if you want to buy that, any of that stuff that Elisa's talking about here, make sure you go to fireflyfibers.com, the local yarn shop that Elisa and I own here in Beaverdam, Wisconsin. Uh, you can do all kinds of shopping for yarn and accessories and all kinds of fun stuff there. Uh, make sure you put at least $100 worth of stuff into your cart because when you do that, it'll get you free shipping on that entire order of the $100 or more. You can do uh, whatever you want. Anything new that you want to talk about on the website? Probably not since uh, it's been a couple of weeks when we were on vacation. The mugs. Oh, we got the camping mugs. Yeah. I just happen to have one right here behind me. The enamel camping mugs. That I drank a lot of coffee from the cabin this last week. Yeah, the, I was really excited. With this. this was like my big exciting thing that we talked about two weeks ago that was going to be coming up, um, that was going to be coming to the store. And when they got there, I was so excited because the our logo is actually printed on both sides. Yeah. And I thought it was just going to be on one side. So it is right and left hand friendly. Exactly. We also like a have pencil. um 
What about an Apple pen? I don't want to talk about Apple in any way. <laughs> I hate them. Um, so we have uh, the Firefly Fibers ones, and then we also have a few other designs. I'm out of the uh, – there's one uh, – there, there's a Harry Potter one that says something about muggles. Um, that one is currently out is of it stock. Actually, is it actually Harry Potter? It says something Although about muggles. if it muggles. says muggles, it has to be. It Isn't says it? muggles. I assume muggles is like a trademarked word. I would hope not because I doubt she got permission. Well, that's what I'm. That's where I'm going with this. Yeah, but we, we probably shouldn't talk about that in the podcast. We're gonna get him in trouble. So we have that one. Because I'm sure J.K. Rowling is listening to this right now. Um, there's every also, week. Oh yeah, because she's kind of crazy about that stuff, isn't she? She should be. I don't know. It's her entirely is. livelihood. I don't think Muggles is. They're not saying it's Harry Potter. Where else is Muggles used other than Harry Potter? Um, is it a real word? It's not a real word, is it? There's also a oh we have a really cool one that has that uh, says sweater weather and it has a multicolored sweater on it. There's also one that says I like my coffee on the dark side and there is and that one probably has a picture Darth Vader of on it. Darth Vader. Yeah, we should probably stop talking about these mugs because we're going to get somebody in trouble. <laughs> so if you want to see what mugs are available, are they online? Go to the website yep. or come into the store and see them so we don't get this person's livelihood taken out from under them by Disney. I mean, Disney owns Star Wars now. They're they're coming after you. Does Disney own? No, as Warner Brothers is is Harry Potter movies. So you gotta gotta be careful. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Huh? What? Huh? I didn't think that I didn't hadn't even thought of it because she's yeah. not like saying like it's like a it's like it's like it's like um, Star Trek. Except you're putting pictures of Darth Vader on your <laughs> product. It's like a, it was like a redrawing of him. It wasn't uh, even, no, it's not like actual like Darth Vader. From, okay. No. So maybe they've, they've made it just enough different that it's not going to impact. One that I know is not a, some sort of a trademark issue is the one that says, I wish I was full of tacos instead of emotions. Yeah, that one's probably okay. That one's pretty funny. Unless I can't think of anywhere that that would come from. So you know, since we're talking about the mugs, we might as well go ahead and, and talk about our weekend, our uh, long-ish weekend in, in the woods. So we went, so I guess we, I found this place, I don't know, a couple months ago, something like that through a vacation rental by owner, v, vrbo.com. Yep. It's a pretty cool thing. If you haven't done done this before, uh, the last couple times or the couple times that I've been down to spring training with my dad and my uncle, we got our place through there as well. It's basically, this is, these are properties. It's kind of like an Airbnb or something like that where uh, people have properties that they're not currently using or I guess maybe they own them for the express purpose of renting them out for people to use. So we didn't, you know, we didn't go to a hotel or, or a big chain or anything like that. This is a, a property that's owned by, his name is Lee. I can't remember his last name, but his name is Lee. It's definitely not a sort of chain or anything. <laughs> no, no. So it was about a little over three hours away that we went. And basically, it's just it's a, a log cabin in the woods. So it was kind of neat because uh, you could tell the guy that, that owns the property really takes a lot of pride. He, he you know, he put a lot of work into it. Um, but I guess when they brought bought the property, this cabin was there. And I don't know if, if their cabin is the reason he bought the property or if it just happened to come along with what he bought because they've got their house, which is... I don't know, what do you think, maybe half a mile down the road, yeah. something like that? So they're pretty close by, which for him is a pretty good deal because he can come down and take care of the property whenever he needs to. Mm -hmm. And it makes it real easy for, for him and his wife. But Well, and for the renters, too, because I mean, yeah. he said if you need anything, we're right down the road. Because you can't really call them too easily. 
No. There's no phone, so you can walk up a street and <laughs> get something if you need. Well, I was thinking about this because when I, I was emailing with him back and forth or messaging him, messaging with him on VRBO.com, I'm like, yeah, we'll just give you a call like half hour before we get there. Well, luckily we had cell service before <laughs> we got Before there. we did not. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, we might not have ever gotten in touch with him. Of course, we did pull in their driveway first mistakenly thinking it was it was the cabin and we go no this is not the place that looks like a farmhouse not a cabin in the woods because the address on the listing is their home address it's not the address of where the cabin is which apparently has its its own address as well which is kind of weird but anyway it's this cabin that was originally built in the 1850s apparently at some point and it's a, a log cabin it's i was gonna look at the square footage of it before we before it was like what do you think maybe like 800 feet? No, maybe a little more than that. Less than that? 400 feet? I should have looked it up. I'm going to look it up right now while I'm talking. But because there's also an app that you can get uh, that will keep all of your information there. But um, so the yeah, I'm guessing built it's probably the... about like 400 square feet because I think it's like, I'm guessing it was like 16 by like 20 probably. Should have brought a tape measure along to. to we were going to uh, do that. We talked it. that we were going to do that. Yeah, we never did. And then no, we didn't do that. It's yeah. probably in the listing somewhere, but I think because I think it's like sixteen by twenty. Because my my grandparents' house in um, Denver, my um, my dad's parents, their house I think was less than a thousand square feet. Was it? Yeah, and that was three bedrooms, and a bathroom, and a hallway, and a living room, and a dining room, and a kitchen, and a laundry room. Yeah, see, in, in the listing, it doesn't even say mm-hmm. the square footage, but it's real small. So it was obviously, tiny. when it started out, it was it was a one room, one room uh, cabin. And he said, when we got there, he took us on a nice little tour and showed us all of the different amenities, everything, and everything, how how to work. Well, there's a toaster in there, there's an old electric toaster, which we did not get to use because had I known you that this brought, was going to be there, I, yeah. I would have brought bread, which the picture is featured in. So there's a, a video that I put up early for the patrons. Uh, was it last Wednesday? So patrons get early mm-hmm. access to stuff like that that's not normally uh, that's not normally part of the podcast. So look for that Wednesday. I'll make that public for everybody. But there's a picture of the toaster on there. So he's got some fun decorating and, and uh, things like that. But um, so basically, it looks like he put a new roof on. The the roof was new because if you look underneath, you can see the plywood and stuff like that in, in the, uh, the overhangs and whatever. But he said he had to jack up the cabin. And he poured a floating uh, concrete slab underneath. So he poured the concrete through the windows, through the doors, put the concrete down, put wood down. So some really nice timbers. I don't know what this wood is on the floor, but I wish it's like I said, it's like a really soft wood. And it was completely unfinished. Yes, unfinished, you know, so, and we have a lot of hardwood floors in our house, but it's like, feels hard. Like when you walk on it in your bare feet, but this wood, it was like soft and it was warm and it. Was, Rollo thought it was pretty tasty. He kept licking it. Rollo really liked the floor. <laughs> but so he he did that and then he, he did put some updates in it. So it's not completely unmodern. It's got he put in a stove and a refrigerator. Two All, refrigerators. Yeah, well, one was from the 1930s. Mm-hmm. The stove is from the 1930s, so a, little, a gas stove from the 19, with a little you had to light with a, a lighter. Mm-hmm. So did a l- little bit of cooking on that, not too much. We cooked on it almost, we cooked on it like twice a day. Oh, that's true. And I made my tea water on there. Yeah. I heated up my water for my tea. I drank a lot of tea while we were there. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it was. And cooking on the stove wasn't bad at all. I loved cooking on gas stove. I would love a gas stove. Like from the 1930s? I, I think it's not. You, you turn it down and the heat turns down. You don't have to wait for. Yeah. Ever. A little so. different than electric. A little really. different than electric. Yeah. But yeah, it was it wasn't bad cooking on the stove. The, the space was really limited. The what we ended up using for prep space was the top of one of the fridges. Yeah, so it was a little mini enough. fridge in there with some like a surface on top that you could that you could use. That the stove was really interesting because it was a four burner stove. The only two of them were functional. Yeah, the front that two he burners. Had, the front two. How, I can't even imagine trying to cook using all four of those burners. You just have to it smaller pans. I mean, if you're using something bigger, you wouldn't be able to use all the burners but i personally if if it was ours i would probably cook in the on the back burner because then i don't have to worry about lighting myself on fire like like missed out fire you know, lean over the yeah over the the front burners and light yourself on fire <laughs> that would have been that would but there was a big sign that said where the, the fire extinguisher was so we would have but it was behind the front door which we kept open most yeah, of the time we so we would never would have seen that if we started the place on fire probably would have fi- remembered that there was a fire extinguisher <sighs> that would be there. something this this cabin's been around for like 160 years and then we would be the ones to burn it down i feel really bad yeah <laughs> But yeah, so they had an oven. The oven wasn't the oven wasn't usable. I would have been curious to, to use that though because it had like a temperature setting mm-hmm. on the side. It was kind of like a big metal dial thing. I'd be curious to know how ac- or how accurate that was. But it was full of various random odds and ends, lighter fluid and newspaper and matches and all kinds of stuff like that. Was there bug but, spray in there too? Bug spray. Yeah, yeah just kind of random things, but. It was it was neat to have something like that, and the sink obviously was really old. I really like that sink. It was cool, and, and we figured out out on like was it day two that the that the the faucet actually swiveled. Yeah, you could move it back and forth. And what else? Oh, the well, the fridge from the nineteen thirties. That thing was an overachiever. That thing was amazing. It froze your beer. It froze. It, it froze everything. It froze beer. It froze. The stuff in the very bottom, most of it didn't freeze, but there was even a couple of bottles of water that froze that we put down there. It made ice cubes in like 20 seconds. It was pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> so I ended up, because we we thought we were going to have to go get ice cubes, so I put some ice cube trays in there and um, or I washed them out from the other one because they were a little, they were a little crystallized from being in the other fridge. But yeah, yeah so we froze. Yeah, we had ice really, really fast. Yeah. And then there was a nice hutch to that antique kind of hutch that had the yep. micro, which we didn't even use the microwave. Nope. The coffee maker was not old. It had the coffee maker, which was probably my least favorite thing in the entire cabin because it was the exact same coffee maker that I have at work. I have a, It's a little four cup coffee maker and I have one at work because the work coffee is absolutely terrible. I don't know what everybody else's experience is when it comes to free work coffee, but ours is if it tastes like it's all just burned and it's bitter cheap and it's bitter and it's, it's bitter and weak. Very acidic and it yeah. messes up my guts. So I bought myself a little four cup coffee maker. So I can make my own coffee, take my own coffee and make that in the morning when I have coffee. It was the exact same one that I have at work. So every time I made coffee, it reminded me of work. And that was disappointing. I'm not going to blame Lee for that because it's not his fault. He doesn't know that that's the same coffee maker I have at work. But it it worked. It made coffee. It made coffee well. It was delicious. 
Yeah, and I made breakfast for us every morning. Yeah. And, well, not really. The, well, I kind of did the, thir- the the last morning. It was kind of leftovers, getting things out of the fridge that we yeah. didn't want to pack up and take home. But, yeah, you took a lot of good – we had a good variety of, of food Yeah. over the few days we there, were there. We, we could have stayed for probably another four or five days and still had food. Well, that's the way it goes. Get yeah. them, be prepared. We're not even Cub Scouts or Boy Scouts, and you got to be prepared. Or Girl Scouts. Or Brownies. Would Rella be a brownie? I think I don't know what he would be. He's all zonked out. So yeah, we uh, yeah we what did we have for the first night we got there? Oh, we had uh some we got I got some salmon. I I made a Costco run the Wednesday before. It was a good idea. And I'm like, you know what? I I don't know what the cooking situation is going to be like there. So and I don't know how you know what's going to be available. Um, as far as like cooking, like equipment. So I made a Costco run and I got us our favorite spinach artichoke dip mm-hmm. and, um, took some salads. They have really good, sa- like the bagged salads at Costco. Yeah. That poppy seed, the Parmesan or kale poppy seed, um, with the cranberries and, um, what else did I, oh, the seven layer dip was really good. Yep. Um, I got some sausages, which we're going to have to, I think we have to have them maybe with breakfast. The yeah. apple bourbon sausages, they're, they're very sweet. sweet. Yeah. They were, so, I mean, they weren't bad necessarily. They're just I'm still thinking make know. a crepe, slice them up, put them in a crepe, put some, uh, put a little bit of cheddar cheese on there, roll it up and then drizzle syrup over it. I think that would be really good. Yeah. I think, well, it's worth a try. Yeah. Yeah, so those they were, the, they were like they were good, but they're good, but it's like you have to find the right thing day. to put them with. Yeah, they're we, and unusual. we had them with breakfast, right? Yeah. What okay. did we have? I first day I made Just eggs. Eggs. And... Was that it? Did we have? Oh no, I did eggs, and then I put um, some sautéed peppers and stuff because a friend of mine gave us a. Um, a friend of mine does like she calls it her FSA for the the. Yeah. Uh, friends supported agriculture, so I get a box of uh, vegetables from her every once in a while. And she had just given us a bunch of stuff, so I, we took that up with us. So that was really nice to have some bunch of fresh stuff. Oh, um, there was all kinds of. So we cut up peppers and mm-hmm. peppers and leeks, and then I put some tomatoes and avocado on there, I think. And that was when we had the sausages. Yep, and that was really good. And then the second one, we had some more salmon, and yeah, salmon was really good. Rollo liked the salmon too. Yeah, Rollo, he's a big fan. So yeah, and then we sat out by um, the on Sunday we sat out by the campfire, had so, breakfast, so, and yeah, went so out to the campfire. We were outside on the, the campfire. What, what about four o'clock? We probably started that, if yeah. not earlier, and got that going. And that that for me is a lot of fun. And we've talked a couple times about going to my dad's place, and we go and whether it's for Christmas, if it's not crazy snowing or cold or whatever we go outside and have a campfire and my job is generally to tend the fire and keep it going and build it up and i i i really enjoy doing that i don't it's this trip was for me was all about just getting away from everything else just forgetting about things and if i'm working with the fire i'm my mind is focused on where's the next piece of wood going to go how do i you know what i'm going to do with the the ashes and coals underneath and it sounds dumb maybe but it, it distracts my brain enough that I can, that that's what I'm focused on. And I'm not thinking about what do I have to do at work? How many emails are going to be there waiting for me when I get back? What do I need to do at home? I got to mow the lawn. I got to, you know, whatever. 
So yeah. we were out there for quite a while uh, with that fire on Sunday. And so you were working on your Hudson while yep. we were out there, right? Yeah. So, and you're talking, because you're talking about how it didn't, you know, smell like wool or a campfire smoke when you came back in. It, it, well, it did a little bit, but not a lot. And I have a hard time, and we may have talked about this before too, that I have a hard time with campfire smoke sometimes because it gives me a headache. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, a really bad headache. Um, and it just, it, it upsets my sinuses. Um, and I think it has to come down to like the type of wood or something. Um, but so I don't like knitting on, um, I don't take, um, I always want to knit because I can't just sit there. And it, to me, it's just wasted time. It's not like I'm like yeah. anxious or anything. It's like, it's just waste. It, it, if I I can keep my hands busy and, you know, talk and do other stuff at the same time. So, um, yeah, so I worked on my Hudson, but I left. So I have, I took it out in a basket and mm -hmm. I felt weird because I'm like taking, you know, a little project, like a little uh, woven basket with me when we went up. But that's what I took outside with me because I didn't think that was going to hold the air or hold the smoke in as much as like I didn't want to take my porter bin outside. Like a, a canvas bag that's going to yeah. soak up all that smoke. Because the and cotton just home. holds it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I took my Hudson out of the um, out of the project bag that I had it in and took it out in a basket. And the next morning, it hardly even smelled like smoke at all, just because it just doesn't hold it doesn't hold the scent as much. But like all the clothes we had, our jeans and um, mm -hmm. my jacket and everything holds on to it. So yeah, I make sure if we're by the campfire, I'm knitting with wool because it just the the the, the odors dissipate. Yeah. So choose the right project for the right uh, setting. Yeah, my situation. Um, my Emma, the um, the cocoa nuts one that I'm working on the Brooklyn Tweeter that I'm finished that has to just be like. 10 minutes of work left on it that one i worked on at your dad's the last time and mm -hmm. i had to like actually un un like frog it and knit it back up and i can't even i can kind of smell it in there but hardly at all what is it do you know what is it about the wool that doesn't why is it different is it just the naturally antimicrobial it fights bacteria and it doesn't hold mm -hmm. odor so it's like wool socks you can wear them and I, you can wear wool socks like multiple times before you have to wash them. Hmm. Like my socks, I wear them probably three or four times before I wash them. I don't think I ever wash my socks. Oh, your wool socks that I knit. I mean, just not, in like, general. Just, yes, you, yeah. you knit your normal. You you wash your normal socks. Yeah, once in a while. But yeah, so it doesn't it doesn't smell. It doesn't hold odors. So that's why I like wool. Well, that's why you. Is that the only reason why? Oh, it's warm. Oh, okay. That's and squishy. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's why I like, I like wearing wool. And, you know, it's funny because we have, um, I have a sweater that I wore over to your dad's one time too. And I thought I was going to have to wash it and it was downstairs and I didn't, it, I didn't wash it and I was smelling it and I can't even, I couldn't smell the smoke on there yeah. anymore. I'm like, oh, good enough. <laughs> so yeah. since I'm just going to wear it around the campfire, I figure why wash it again. Right. So, but yeah. So that was pretty much, that was a lot of our, our Sunday when we were over there. There's a, if you go to the Facebook page, you'll get a good feel for our experience. Oh, it was so weird. <laughs> there was, so we're, while we were in the woods, the cabin itself, the cabin was in the woods. We were right Just on kind of off a road though. A road. In the so woods. I think the whole time we were there, there's like, you know, five cars that went by or something like that. So it wasn't like a heavily traveled road or anything like that, but it was still, you know, 50 feet off of unless you're an road. atv 
tending to your farm. Yeah, and that, that ATV, they went back and forth quite a bit. But right across the street somewhere over there, there was there's a dairy farm, and I think that's the ATV people. And so all of a sudden, these cows start mooing in the distance, and they were, I don't know. Loudly. Talk, loudly and talking to each other. <laughs> so you hear one, you know, off to the right, and then, you know, a second later, off to the left, there's one over there. So I think it's a pretty good size. And then farm. there goes an ATV down the road. So it's like <laughs> they lived in one place, and there was a barn just down the road, just like... But the cows quarter of a mile on, down the road. The and cows are on both sides. I never, yeah, we never saw any cows either. No, we never saw them. No, we could, we could hear them. Uh, yeah, that, when we were inside, we couldn't really hear them so much. But that that, that Sunday, weird. they were there. So if you want to, you want to experience some of that, go to the uh, Alisa the Arnista Facebook page. <laughs> There's a a quick video there. It's it was very interesting. But yeah, that was pretty much uh, what we did on on Sunday. But yeah, the sounds of nature. Yeah. And then we watched Bob Newhart before. Was that was that Sunday or was that Saturday? Or f- I think it was both. Oh yeah, it was probably because while we didn't have internet or anything like that, we did have a television, a, a modern flat screen LCD television with a DVD player. Yeah, so we actually took no, it was, a, it was a Blu-ray player. Okay. A Blu-ray player connected with component cables. When there was room for HDMI, which I thought was was fairly quaint and and funny, but <laughs> probably I'm the only one. But yes, we were able to watch some DVDs. But so mentioned before, it's like a one room cabin. It was a one room cabin. So he added on a wall, I guess, two walls, yeah, three walls. Yeah, for a bathroom. Off the bathroom and, and the. Yeah, a bathroom and a, a small bedroom. And it was really neat how he did it because it looks like a lot of the things that he did or how he added on was using like old barn wood and stuff like that. So it looked like it fit in. It didn't look like it was out of place. It was old and weathered and, and grayed. And was it the bat the 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 wall behind the tub that was the wall between yeah. the bedroom and the bathroom that was he said it was old barn doors barn doors it still yeah. had kind of the the hinges, the hinges on there you, you know roll it back and forth but the yeah the the bathroom was probably well the floor was pretty modern it was just regular tile right floor. which you don't want the wood if it's gonna be getting wet no so. which it did because with the bathtub there was that there's a shower with a clawfoot bathtub and was not. How do we say this? The dimensions were not what you would normally expect in a shower. Yeah. It was small. It was very small. Even for you, it was small, and you're a small person. But I'm tall. Tall, Yeah, you're tallish. So so I think if you're a small, short person, you might be okay in there. You might have been okay. And this is the thing I, I don't understand, because the plumbing and everything was obviously put in after the fact because all of the plumbing is like modern pvc i think it was painted or something or the color to kind of blend in with the wood of the the walls because all the all the plumbing and piping was well, except for the toilet the toilet was not run inside the house but everything else was inside because you can't exactly put plumbing or piping inside log cabin walls right so all this was put in after the fact the shower curtain had plenty of length on it the pipe and the everything could have gone wherever he wanted. For some reason, the shower head was about, what, five feet off the ground? Five and a half? You know what, though? We are rather tall people. He wasn't super tall. Well, no, but when have you ever seen a shower head? Okay, so this shower, I'm six foot two. The shower head basically came up to, like, my chest or the bottom of my neck. Yeah, it, when... <laughs> When I was, um, cause you know, sleeping somewhere else is always weird and my neck was a little sore. So I was taking, I was taking a nice hot shower cause the water pressure was amazing. Yeah. I don't know where that water came from. Oh, it was amazing. Cow, it was insane. 
So I was standing with the, with the water like spraying on my back and I think it was hitting me like right below my shoulders. Like right at yeah. the base so of mine, the very base of my neck. Like, so it was hitting you like between your shoulder blades, like, I'm sure. Yeah, my collarbone or something or below. We got, actually, yeah. there's a picture that Lisa took before we left just to display all of this. We'll put that up in the Facebook or something. Yeah, I'm going to do a week. blog post. Okay. I'm so, going to do a blog post with some of the pictures because I have some, I have some good pictures. So I have a lot there. of pictures of Rollo. My point, my point is though, he could have moved all of that up another like foot and a half and it would have been just fine. There, but I almost wonder, do you think if it was up higher, though, there would have been an issue because it was already, like, spraying, like, so, like, almost out the other end of the tub. Well, the reason He was, just pointed down. Well, but you had to, I, anyway, had to point it almost straight backwards to hit anything other than my chest. That's when you're going to, like, and I'm like, and I thought that exact same thing. It's like, I don't want to point this too far, like, horizontal, because then it'll shoot out the back of the tub. I have to make sure that I have to keep it somewhat up and down or pointing down so it's not just like uh, it was. But I think having it up a little bit higher, you could have been at a more vertical angle and it would have been, wouldn't have been so bad. It wouldn't have hit that right spot on my on my ah, neck, though. I guess. So basically, when I got home on Wednesday morning and took that first shower coming back, that was it was amazing. that I never thought that our shower felt so wide and... And roomy and spacious. Yeah, those clawfoot tubs are not very big. And then you try to put a, a shower curtain running oh, yeah. around the outside of it. <laughs> I had to kind of like sit there, like all like squished up, like I was sitting in, like I was cold and shivering or something like that. It, it was it was a process to get showered. Well, and I, like you said, I'm I'm not I'm definitely more narrow than you, and I had a hard time in there too, and balancing because a clawfoot tub is curved on the side, so I had a hard time like balancing, and yeah. I'm like, that's why there's a there's that's why there's like a handicap, like a hold hold yourself up bar over there. Yeah. So, yeah, it was. Uh... But there was indoor plumbing, which was good. There was a shower. There was a, a drop toilet, I think is what it's called, and that was kind of neat. So you got the it's like the old timey toilet that's got the uh, the the water tank is way up high, so it gets the water pressure and stuff and everything. Well, and I was really impressed with everything that he that they had there. Like uh, he they had a little basket with like um, lotion and shampoo yeah. and conditioner and a bunch of different soaps and. Um, Plenty of towels and toilet paper, which I couldn't figure out how to replace the toilet paper. You did that, but then you put it on backwards and it's that like those industrial size, like single ply rolls. Right. So it's going to be like a year before anybody gets to be able to put the toilet paper on there. Yeah, right? You always use like 10 times more than you normally would just because yeah. it's so thin. <laughs> but yeah, the kitchen was really well stocked. Um, and you know, that's something I found with this, the, the VRBO stuff, the couple places anyway that I've been to are a few <laughs> different than the one that I was at. <laughs> Was yours through VRBO? Yeah. Oh, was it really? Oh, well, then I've had luck because <laughs> when the places I've been, it's like they've had plenty of paper towel or they've had plenty of. Oh, it had plenty of everything. Soap. We had four crock pots in one cabin yeah. and no kettle to cook pasta in. So. <laughs> but we're talking about like the, the normal like paper towel and dish soap and yeah. that kind of stuff. Did yeah. they have that there? I think so. Yeah, well, we brought a lot of our own stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, we, we wanted to make pasta. The place that we stayed at in Colorado had um it had an old uh probably an old gas or wood stove too, but it wasn't operational. No. It was just there for decoration. Just, for show. just taking yeah. up space in the kitchen. But yeah, yeah no, it was it was it was good. Yeah, they had a really good job. And then the, the bedroom was teeny tiny, but it was enough for a full size bed and a couple end tables and a 
was it was a cedar chest, some kind of a chest where they had yep. all kinds of extra bedding and blankets and pillows and all kinds of stuff like that. So. And it was nice because the night that we got there, I'm like, what are we going to do if it's like super warm? I wasn't expecting. I'm like, OK, well, I assume there's electricity because we're talking like cabin yeah. in the woods. There was an air con- window air conditioner in the living room and one in the bedroom, too. Yeah. It was really nice. Yeah. And that, well, because it was so humid when we when we went up there and got up there too, but the yeah. air conditions really helped. You got those turned on. And so what else did we, Sunday, Saturday, or Monday, Sunday. pretty much rained yeah, Monday all day. It rained. It completely different than when we got up there. But yeah, so we spent the day inside there. You got a lot of knitting done. We watched a lot of uh, 10 Items or Less. We watched the entire series on All Monday. three seasons of 10 Items or Less. So if you haven't watched 10 Items or Less, you definitely need to watch it. It's John Lear, who is amazing. Does Quick Draw on Hulu. So if you have Hulu, Hulu Plus, watch Quick Draw. And I think it's on, I think I think 10 Items or Less might be on Hulu too now. Is it? It might be. So look look for those. It's it's kind of a... We not, own it on DVD. Cause yeah. Because it's so it's good. It's so good. It's not entirely it's scripted. Like a lot of it is something. kind of ad lib. A lot of it's just kind of a improvisational comedy, which which is always fun. At least I enjoy that. So mm-hmm. if if you do ten times or less, quick draw, check those out. And then we watch Ghostbusters. Watch Ghostbusters, which I have not seen in a long time. Unfortunately, I don't know why. We watched that from my iPad or from my yeah, yeah. from my iPad though. Yep. Because I did bring my I did bring my cables to hook it up to the HDMI. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, it's a good thing you did because we used it. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping that there was going to be uh, HDMI input because I have uh, the cables to hook it up that way, and I'm like, I don't know how I I don't know if I I, I can probably get component cables for my yeah. but I'm like nobody you hardly ever run into components anymore no. but I like taking all my stuff on my iPad and we yeah. can watch that so yeah so that worked out really well yeah we did and we ate all day we had soup oh yeah we had soup Saturday and or Sunday and Monday we got soup I got soup at Costco too sure yeah I just went the easy way and got stuff that was going to be easy to just heat up and eat yeah well and tonight we're going to eat up those brats that Took a long because we were going to grill those on Monday, but it rained all day, yeah, so we didn't done. end up doing that. Or have but, a campfire. Did you bring back the lighter? Or did you leave it by the fire out there for him? I don't know where that ended up, to be honest with you. I thought I brought it home, but we'll see. We've got... We have another one downstairs, probably. They're huh? like a dollar. We can afford to well, get Well, we just one. need one for tonight, though, because we have to yeah. light the grill. I'll, I'll get mad. We got I'll matches. get you a couple sticks. Oh, that'll work. be curious to see if I could do that now. So, yeah, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday when we packed up, it was beautiful. The weather yeah. was – Tuesday would have been really nice to have spent another day there. Yeah. Sunday was pretty much perfect. I think Tuesday would have been perfect, Rollo and I, and we all went uh, walking through the woods on Sunday, and that was fun. He – Rollo did amazingly. He was like a completely different dog. He wanted we to there. go outside. Yeah. Here, he does not want to go out. Like, you'll ask him if he has to go out and go potty. And you know he does because he, he reacts and he says, yes, I do want to go out. Get over by the door. As soon as you open the door, he's like, nope, I'm he not doing leaves. that. Yeah. Yeah, he'll turn around and Regardless shake of the off weather. the other direction. Yeah. But here, we had uh, cables, which are still at the cabin. But <laughs> You're welcome, Lee. <laughs> About 50 feet or so worth of cables that we were able to tie around a tree and hook him up to. And he had a blast. He would just walk around the woods and exploring and smelling and eating grass. <laughs> and we would go outside, and or we'd let him outside, and he didn't quite want to come in. So we'd leave. Um, we had actually had two doors because yep. there was one that went out to the side, and um, he would just hang out out there and when he was done he would come in and yeah 
He was having a good, like, well, Sunday we were out there all day. He was laying down in the grass and sleeping and napping. And We were inside making lunch, weren't we? And I looked outside and he's just like laying in the grass outside the window yeah. off of the kitchen. And I'm like, what is wrong with our dog? Yeah, it was, it was very unusual for him. For some reason, he likes being out in the middle of the woods. He was not or, a fan of the fire, though. That took a little bit of, it took a little while for him to be would, willing to get close to it. Yeah, I'd rather have that, though, than have him right. running into it and <laughs> trying to... Yeah, one of the pictures I took, he looked like he was, like, dead laying by the house. He was just, like, completely passed out, yeah. sleeping in the grass, which was great. It was great to see him relaxed like yeah. that. He had his normal kind of uh, anxiety and tension on, was it Monday or whatever, when it rained yeah. a little bit, but not nearly as bad as when we're here. So something about being in the cabin in the woods, he he really, it worked for him. That was his place. It worked better after we, after the initial arrival. Yeah, he he didn't do well on Saturday when we got there. We got there, what, about 7 o'clock, and he was not comfortable with, with his surroundings. The the smells, uh, if anybody owns a dog yeah, or has a dog in their family, um, that they, uh, they, they get overwhelmed with smells, and then they poo. Twice. Twice. <laughs> um, but I think he was, like, overwhelmed with the smell, so that happened, which, I mean, it, it, it's happened when I take – I've taken – and they, it, it happens at the vet. It happens – at like PetSmart and Animart, the pet stores where you, where you can take your dogs in. There's like yeah. too many smells. It's too exciting. And then all of a sudden they just like boop. <laughs> um, and I always, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm embarrassed. Like, no, really, it happens all the all time. The time yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think he was, I think he was having fun and he was actually excited too because he also threw up twice. Yeah. Fortunately, it was mostly water and not uh, a whole lot of food. <laughs> But yeah, he he really enjoyed himself, yeah. and he did really well in the car, which he hasn't traditionally done. This is the longest car ride he's been on. So yeah, it was three it was, and a half hours each way. Yeah. So yeah, he did he did really well. So Tuesday we packed up. Yep. We took some video and um some pictures of us hopefully there's a christmas card worthy picture in there we'll see there's there's several options okay um and um we got out of there on time and then we decided to stop by menominee yep where um some knitting knitting friends of mine opened up a um a quilt um and yarn shop yeah um, it's called Thread Lab in Menominee, Wisconsin. And it's like right on the Stout UW Stout campus, which I did not realize that that's where that. I thought oh, it was it? further north. Yeah, oh. like right across the street, basically was was the campus. Mm. That's what that big building was. Yeah, there were several big. That's buildings. what that big like collegiate built collegiate looking building was. Yeah. So yeah, it was um, it was really cool. I uh, I didn't get to see. Um, so it's a, a mom and, um, her two daughters that opened, um, Thread Lab. And, um, I mean, I walked in and it was just, it, it was just so warm and inviting. And I've been wanting to, um, see them. It's, it, I've been wanting to go in and see it, but it, it, it's a long, long drive from yeah. here. I it's mean, not somewhere we, it's, what? it's like almost Minneapolis. Yeah. It's not somewhere we would normally go just on, hey, that's a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Let's go take a drive up to Menominee. Um, but we were like, I mean, for us, we were like half an hour to one side of 
like the interstate and they're like half an hour to the other side of the interstate. So it was like maybe an hour of extra driving for us yeah. to get over there. And then we came back on interstate, which was an easy drive. Cause you know, whenever you're done, like with a weekend or a vacation, then you just kind of want to get home. Right. You don't need to take the scenic route on the way home. So, um, yeah, I walked in, it was, I posted a picture on Instagram and it was just, it was so bright and so welcoming, like walking in there. Um, and it's cool because I mean, we opened, seven and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. So going and seeing um like someone that has just opened, they just opened in June, um, to see someone that is like just starting out is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And it kind of it it was quite it was emotional because I remember what it was like, you know, it made me remember like, man, it was really hard and I yeah. had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. No idea. So um which I'm guessing that's probably a little bit like parenting. You just yeah, right. kind of like, here you go. Um so I, uh, they have a great selection of fabric. Um, and, um, I saw, uh, when I was there, Kelsey was working, um, Mackenzie and her mom, um, Lori were not there, so I didn't get to see them, but, um, so the three of them are running the shop and I got, I, 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 there were a lot of fabrics that I wanted, like pretty much all of them. They have really, really cool fabric. They have an online shop too, um, and all their fabrics on there. So I narrowed it down to, um, two patterns. Um, one was sweaters, of course, that I think I'm going to do a skirt out of it. Um, one with yarn balls because I couldn't resist that. And then I got some, uh, just natural colored linen for, um, lining project bags and stuff like that. Cause I, I like feeling the linen before I buy it. Um, cause I want to make sure that it's, that it's soft enough for, to be on the inside of a project course, bag. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I really like the sweaters I thought were really cute. So I think I'm going to do a skirt out of it. I could wear a gray sweater with that, right? Of course. I could wear a sweater with my sweater skirt. Right. So, um, yeah, I got that. Um, and then I got, um, I always like getting a skein of fingering weight yarn if I go to a shop and there's something that I have to have. Um, so I got some, this is knitted wit victory fingering. Um, I haven't heard of it or seen it before. Um, but this one, I think appropriately, um, for our trip, I love the colors cause it's super duper bright. Um, but it has some nice greens and kind of like bronzy rust tones going through it. Um, this one is called autumn rainbow. So I thought it was appropriate since we were in the woods. In the autumn. Well, almost autumn. Almost in the almost autumn. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's a hundred percent merino. So, um, superwash merino. So, um, I'll probably do some sort of like shawly thing or I'll just set on the salt on the shelf with my other fingering weight yarns and they can maybe just mix it with something it. else. Oh, there you go. You know, I bet this would go with my pop fingering from the yarnery. Yep. Because that one's like that kind of like, golden kind of like whiskey color. I bet the two of them would look nice together. Yeah. That would be fun. Mix up my two project, uh, my two or two vacation yarns. And then I got, they had an exclusive colorway from Wonderland Yarns. Um, it's called Mad Hatter and, um, it has, um, it's the Thread Lab exclusive colorway. So it's there, some of the, a lot of the companies are starting to repackage, um, re 
put up, I guess, because it's called a put up. It's not really like in a package. Um, but the put up for mini skeins, a lot of companies are taking and doing like this chain construction. So it's not like a continuous mm-hmm. thing. It's a bunch of, it's five mini skeins that are all kind of connected. So um, they had a shawl knit up in this. So I think that's probably what I'm going to do. I think it's fingering weight. And how many Did they have a pattern it? for it? Or what was the shawl? Or what shawl was it? I don't know. I, I can't remember. I might, um, I might ask Mackenzie because Kenzie handles like the, the knitting, it sounds like. Uh, US 4 to 6, machine wash cold. Trying to find here. Oh, 86 yards per one ounce skein, total of 430 yards. So it's more of like a sport to a DK. But yeah, the colors are really fun. So yeah, I thought that was that was kind of fun. So I tried to pick, I always try and pick something that's different than what we have. Um, well, because I don't want to, I'm not going to go and buy like a skein of buy something like, you already have. That, that yeah. would be dumb. <laughs> yeah. So I think this is um, our adventure at um, Thread Lab is probably going to cost me less than our adventure to the yarnery when I ended up with like all of the Brooklyn tweed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was, it was a really, really cute shop. Um yeah, and I just I love the ladies that own it and they're just yeah, they're they're they, they I mean they they've been they've been shopping with us for the last couple of years probably, I yeah. think. Um but they come in and they're just like it's so contagious when they come in. They're just so excited about knitting and um yarn and fiber and yeah, they're just they're they're really great people. So yeah. Well, and Rollo and I couldn't go in because it was It's a shop. It was well And he's I'm, a husky. Well, yeah, I guess that, but we were we were going to wait. We didn't wait in the car because it was so warm. It was like yeah. 7. It was over 70. So I'm like, I'm not going to, we're not going to leave him in the car so I can go in and take a look at this yarn shop. So he and I, we just kind of walked around the various blocks and it was fun. He was, he actually did, he did really well. We just kind of walked around and there was some outdoor dining that he wanted to be a part of, but we didn't get too involved in that. Yeah, it was neat too because I got to like, and for me, whenever I get to like go away and like go into someone else's shop, it, it, you know, I always hope that it's going to be like fun because I don't get to get away very often. Yeah. So I got to get away and I got to go in and it was really fun and it was just really nice talking with, um, talking with another shop owner. But it was, it was, it was interesting because I, you know, I have so many ladies that come in and they go, you know, they're, they're shopping while, um, you know, their husband's waiting in the car or their husband's with the dog. Um, one of my regulars, uh, she, her and her husband come up and go camping and he's like always like out with the dog and walking the dog around while she's in, especially if it's too warm, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. So I don't ever get, I don't get to see him if it's warm out. Um, but it was kind of cool because I'm like, oh, hey, that's what it's like for the ladies when they come in and their husband's yeah. actually being like patient walking around and, you know, letting them have some fun. So. Yeah. And it worked out because I figured get Rollo a break and get him yeah. up and moving around and try to wear him out a little bit before a, a three and a half hour whatever ride home in the car. But yeah, so it was a it was a good trip overall. So uh, there will be a video what on Wednesday that'll go up. Um, it's actually already available. So if you are a patron of any level, 
and whether it's a dollar, five dollars, three dollars, whatever it is, um, you get early access to non-podcast videos that we put up there. So this would be actually the first one of those that is a, a non-podcast video. But you get early access to that. You get a week yep. week ahead of time. So this Wednesday it'll be available for everybody. We'll put that up on on Facebook and stuff too, so you can you can watch that. But it'll give you a little look at what the cabin looked like and some of the the stove and the refrigerator and all that kind of stuff will be on there and some uh, knitting by the fire. But so that'll be there. So, uh, again, for five bucks a month, you can get uh, live access to the chat and everything as we record the podcast. Uh, but again, at any level, you can get early access to those YouTube videos if we ever do one again someday. Well, and I think it's kind of fun for us, too, because the, the video is like a nice little memory for us, too, of yeah. the weekend, which I don't know. I don't. We we grew up in a in a photo album world, so right. the videos and stuff is it's, it's a little, it's a little bit different, but yeah. it's yeah, it was kind of cool. You did a great job on it too. Thanks. You're welcome. P a t r e o n dot com slash elites of the year needs to go ahead and sign up for that. Um, otherwise, I think we're at a point now we can probably wrap it up and go grill out those brats. What do you think? I think so. All right. So, uh, like Elisa said, she is going to be working on at some point a blog post for our trips you can hear more about that as well as see some pictures and things that she took and uh, she'll share those as well if you want to find out what Elisa's up to between now and next week for the next episode you can go to elisathearnisa.com up in the upper right hand area all of our social media stuff is there Uh, Facebook and Ravelry and Twitter and Instagram all that kind of good stuff Um, if you want to send us an email you can do that podcast at elisathearnisa.com if you have any questions comments if you want to make suggestions or again questions they don't have to be knitting related Give us something to talk about. What do you want to hear us talk about? We can talk about pretty much anything. We can. Yeah. So send us an email or, you know, again, uh, look us up Facebook, Twitter, whatever. We'll get that message and uh, we can talk about it on the air. But I think that's it. I'm a little feeling, you, you, you sound like you're thinking there's something else, but yeah, I'm a I think off. you got it all. I've been, been you off had a for week a couple off. Weeks. It feels weird. We're good. We're done. It takes one week for you to feel completely discombobulated, huh? I was so relaxed on vacation and then so crazy at whatever at work that I'm all all mixed up. So anyway, we're gonna go ahead and bind off, weave in our ends, take off, eat some brats. We'll see you all in a week. Make some broccoli salad. Make some broccoli salad. (laughs) See you, everybody. Cheers. New York, third-wave feminist, college-educated, single and pretending to be happy about it, overscheduled, undersexed. You buy any magazine that says healthy body image on the cover, and every two years you take up knitting for a week. That is dead on!